Live here at Betty Chevrolet, Parkside Drive, Swain Event, Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Hour 3 is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Phone lines have been humming this morning. Thanks to everyone calling in, especially our first-time callers. Had a couple of those uh, throughout the show. And, uh, Ben, let's, let's get back to the phones if we, uh, if we can. Let's get to our guy C-Mac. Good morning, Swain. Good morning, morning C-Mac. Good morning, good morning. How y'all living this morning? I hope as well. We great, man. We are great. Fantastic. Ben's, ben is a year older. Um, man, we, 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 we good over here. Hope you are too. Good. Uh, hey, man, you know, another day, another opportunity to be great. You know, sure. I'm, I'm chilling after a great weekend. I mean, a fantastic weekend. How, how can you not, you know, wake up on Monday and just be happy? Uh, because you know, Tennessee lost. Ecstatic. Say it again. Because Tennessee lost. Uh, yeah, but, you know, that, that ain't the end all be all of the world, you know. Uh, like what about, what about Tennessee and the Bears? What about Tennessee and the Bears, C-Mac? Um, okay, uh, since you brought it up, uh, Swain, it don't make no sense for y'all to be starting Andy Dalton, but then have Fields come in to run some uh, little jank um, a quarterback draw, uh, RPO near the goal line for him to score a touchdown. Why won't y'all just start him? I mean, yes, it did happen and occur after, look, the third uh, – uh, tackle went out of the game, but still, want you to start the kid? Just start the kid. Yeah, because because um, and they said this during the broadcast that that being able to throw it to the open guy on the first progression, um, Fields had not done that as much as he needed to do. Um, you look at all the other rookie quarterbacks in the league; yeah, they're they're playing, but you know, are they are are they doing what Justin Fields is not doing? I don't I don't I don't know, but I do know from what the announcer said last night, is as a passer, you can't turn down open guys because you want to you know, you want to throw it to the guy you want to throw it to or make the read you want to make. And so right now, Andy's a little bit ahead of, of, of uh, Justin in that area, but I'm glad to see him being used um, throughout That's the true. game and not just, not just shelved on the sideline. So, you know, it, it, it gave the offense a little change up. Um, I'm, I'm okay with, you know, what's going on right now. Our offensive line is trash. And uh, it's been that way since last year. A little disappointed, you know, not addressing that um, more in the offseason. But, you know, he had some injuries there in the first game. And, uh, man, the, the Rams are elite. Simple as that. They're one of the best teams in the NFC. So I wasn't surprised by the outcome. It just stinks because I'm looking looking up, and here we go again with the balls and the Bears losing in the same weekend. feels like last year. Nobody cares about the Bears. That's very true. That's very true. Give you all the same uh, treatment y'all give me. Good, I mean, good, no one cares about the the Yenzers either, and it's kind good. of sad that you know the Titans lost to on a rare Ooh. double defeat. But Ooh. but there were some good takeaways. There were some good takeaways. Some Ooh. things that y'all enunciated today. One, we uh, in in terms of you know our our Tennessee balls, you know we don't got no depth, and that's that's uh, evident. You know, that's uh, clear as day. Um, a quick question for you, Swain, and it's almost rhetorical. Uh, did Joe uh, practice or get any reps in during the spring? No, uh, nope. Because he came after, no, after he spring. Did not. Nope, after Orange and White game he came. So nope. Yep. Uh, so like he barely got summer and you know fall uh, to get acclimated, and then if go time on a Thursday night game that they chose to move up. Uh, so I mean the kid really ain't you know 
got, how do you say, what's the analogy? Hadn't got that full lather going in terms of where he should be uh, physically. Now, uh, you just uh, uh, said about Hooker, you know, technically Hooker been here since he transferred into last year, uh, right before Hypo uh, got put on, and uh, he has been getting those reps. Uh, as Ben had enunciated during spring and during fall camp, during summer workouts, you know, he is, quote-unquote, Eddie Eddie, right? He's not going to make any big splash page, uh, uh, excuse me, big splash plays uh, that's going to really stick out, but he's going to be consistent. And I think we saw that once he got, you know, once he got his rhythm under his feet during that Pittsburgh game. Um, in, in regards to those emails uh, that you'd be getting swaying about HB, uh, I would hate to go see that kid, you know, be a crash to, uh, test dummy uh, in live college football. If he ain't ready, he ain't ready. And so, you know, it, it, it makes sense for him to wait and to continue his maturation into uh, a football player at the collegiate level and, and hopes to get him to the, the professional level. You know, ain't no, it doesn't make too much sense just to throw him to the wolves just because, quote-unquote, I want him to be the starting quarterback. That doesn't make sense. That's why they don't pay me money to coach or to make decisions that way. That's why I'm just a casual fan. So I think it's been a good weekend. You know, I hope we can get back healthy. I hope we can, uh, you know, uh, stay healthy throughout the season. And, you know, no telling what can happen. But there are some things that are very positive. Uh, and, you know, I, I like what I saw for the most part. Yeah, it hurts that we lost to Pittsburgh. But hopefully we can give those uh, – those Panthers are run for their money next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. See, man, thanks, man. And hopefully, thank you. This is this is this is uh, reincarnation of 2009, where Tennessee lost to a team that uh, maybe you know they maybe beat if they played more than once. Uh, and UCLA that opened the season, and then they got better. You know, um, Lane Kiffin found what Jonathan Crompton was good at and started to play towards those strengths. And remember, you beat Georgia that year. Uh, and Georgia was, you know, was a, I want to say a top 10, top 15 team, and you beat them, uh, and you got yourself to a really good bowl game in Chick-fil-A Bowl. Didn't beat Virginia Tech, though, but you still did a really good job of bouncing back after um, that really heartbreaking loss to open the season. Hopefully we see that this year with this football team. And there's no reason to think that they can't do it because of the effort uh, that they play with on Saturday, you got to just clean up those those um, mental mistakes as far as penalties, and you got to execute better in the passing game. And uh, hopefully, you get the guys back um, who are out. Don't know the status of Jabari Small's shoulder. Don't know the status of Cooper Mays' ankle. But you had two guys, man, that didn't play, and it wasn't because they like physically got hurt. Like you had two guys play that would have been number one uh, on defense. Brian Young would have been a very integral piece of. Uh, the pass rush, and then Ty and Evans, you know, it wasn't like he had a bum ankle or, or concussion or something like that. He, he played when he was, you know, physically um, okay to play. But you know, because of where we are right now and um, some of the protocols, he couldn't play. So uh, that speaks to the depth, being really thin and can't afford to have guys like that out. you got to have some – what of luck on your side when it comes to injuries and things like that. All right, let's go back to the phones. Pete, Pete is next. Pete, good morning. Good morning, Jason and Ben. Hope you guys hey, are doing well. We are, man. I tell you what, one one of the reasons this, this was an interesting loss for a fan is a lot of the losses in the last two, three years, you just didn't care. You had apathy. 
Mm. I was involved in that game all the way to the waning minutes of it. And so it hurt like it used to hurt because we could have won the game. And so that's a great improvement. The effort, uh, caller after callers mentioned it. I tell you what I saw that really I appreciated seeing is on the sideline after Joe Milton was out with the injury, he wasn't over there pouting and sulking and staying on the bench when his team was, he was engaged with his fellow quarterbacks and he got up and celebrated Hendon Hooker. And that tells me all I need to know about the culture and what these coaches have done with these players as far as those players caring about each other. Great point. Great point. Because you would have not seen that. And, I, and a lot of people have talked about, yeah, 14 points down, all those Pruitt teams would have just collapsed and, and given up. So the effort's there. The coaching is clearly there. I mean, you see the plays. You don't, uh, I coached up to eighth grade JV ball, and I can, you can see the plays. You don't have to be an expert to see the plays are there. The coaching is there. The scheming is there. But the attitude of those players celebrating each other and the fact that Joe Milton, who is struggling, I bet he would admit he's struggling, to yeah. be on that bench and to not be pouting but to stay engaged with his teammates tells me all I need to know. Great point. And I was wondering that last night at the locker room on VLT and, uh, you know, offset we were talking about that. You know, how will Joe support Hendon um, with now him looking like he's the best option for the offense when Milton was named the starter, you know, Hendon was supporting Joe. So how was that going to look? And I'm glad that you called in and you saw that from the sideline. I did not see that. So that's a great point by you. I had that uh, written down in in my notes on the interception that Hooker threw at the end of the game. Joe Milton was one of the first to meet Hooker at the sideline and kind of give him a pep talk in his ear and look like they – Hooker sat down, Milton sat down right next to him and looked like they were trying to dissect what what went wrong. And then uh, to Pete's point, Milton was one of the first to, to celebrate Hooker on uh, the, the touchdowns as well. Yeah, great touchdown throw to Jacob Warren, man. Great touch. Um, it, was, it, was, it was good. So. And how about the play design on that play? I mean, just an absolute beauty. You, you motion somebody out of the backfield – to, to make it look as if it's going to be a quarterback power draw and, and then Hooker takes a step like it is going to be a draw and then um, it, it sucks the linebackers up and, and Warren releases to the middle of the field. And, and, and even despite the play, the great play design, Pittsburgh covered it fairly well. Like the, the linebacker got sucked up, but he recovered decently and, and the safety, safety kind of had his back and um, Hooker just made a, a great throw. Great touch, threw it to where big old Jacob Warren could, could go up and get it, only he could catch it. Just a, a great all-around play. Great play design, great execution. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's get back to the phones, man. Good point uh, by you and Pete. Rusty is next. Rusty, good morning. What's going on? What's up, Rusty? Hey, I, I'm, I'm hating we lost, man, but we did see a lot of good things. It's it's clear. Um, you can't get receivers as open as our coaches are getting receivers open and not realize that there's a lot of opportunities for this team to be pretty daggone good. And going forward in the future, this team's going to be pretty daggone good because if, if there's a lack of talent right now, we're still getting guys open. And our quarterbacks are going to all get better and hit open receivers more and more and more and more. Ben, ben brought up a great point. Ben brought up a great point about that play design on the touchdown to Jacob Warren. 
What I loved the most about it, watching it, when I went back and looked at it, Jacob Warren made it look just like yep. he was pulling to lead the block yep. through the hole yep. and then at the last second turned into a receiver. It was so beautiful, his acting. Yep. Of I'm blocking. Nope, I'm not. Yep, took a, took a step at the edge defender and, and got that yep. edge guy yep. to, to bite. And at the same time as as the edge biting on 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 a quote run play, the linebacker got sucked up, and as soon as those two bit, Jacob uh, released to the middle of the field. It, it was beautiful execution. Jacob Warren was, was. was awesome. I was I was happy yeah. to see him and Princeton Fant set career highs in, in catches and receiving yards. Those, those are two good dudes. They they've stuck it out. They they deserved every bit of their success on Saturday. They, 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 both look, they both look great. Both look great. Um, so, my negatives from the game. Okay. ACC, offici- ACC officiating would be one. Um, we made some horribly bad boneheaded mistakes. Way too yep. many pre-snap penalties, procedural stuff that you just cannot do. Uh, the Caden Mays penalty. But there's all, there was also, we got called for holding in the backfield numerous times. I mean, on the when Jalen Hyatt got injured and, and probably three more times when you're called for holding. Pitt's offensive line wasn't called for any. On the first touchdown pass um, for Pitt, when the quarterback broke and and flushed right and then threw back to the receiver in the right corner of the end zone, I encourage everybody to watch the right tackle on our left defensive end who allowed the quarterback to flush to that side because he was dragged to the ground, not like tackled the ground – Arm under shoulder pad, jersey pulled, and pull you straight to the ground. Not not sideways, not backwards, not tackle. Just pulled him to the ground and then let Pickett flush the pocket. Um, that's that's some stuff I had problems with. I saw I saw Pitt getting away with a little more holding in the back. So I'm just holding on every play, I know. But we were called for several. They were called for none. That and and Pickett hurt us a lot with his legs. Just extending time. Um. The other, the other, so the bad is ACC officials. My second bad is not just their, their, their tackles being allowed to do it, I think. Um, also, we allowed it, too. On the fourth and two play on one of their drives, where we had a chance to get them off the field, it turned into a touchdown after we didn't stop them. We had Pickett dead to rights in the pocket. We had, we had him dead to rights to, like, having to throw it out of bounds and just bury the play and us get the ball and turnover. And both of our ends, whoever was on the field at the time, crashed inside and allowed him to escape contain wide and we did it more than once where we were die we were die our ends were diving inside to try to get to him as opposed to just saying let's keep him corralled and those are some things that i want to see us clean up yeah um you know when you hear db db when you hear d-line talk about you know ronnie garner one thing that ronnie garner emphasizes is getting vertical and and you know you want to get vertical but you don't want to uh, allow the quarterback to to break containment and get outside. You want to keep him in the pocket, um, you know, keep him in the pocket and, while getting pressure on him. And you know, we only had two sacks. You know, we didn't have a lot of hurries either. Uh, Pickett was able to kind of get to his second, third, fourth option, and uh, we knew pass rush was going to be a concern this season. Uh, I know the guys are, are playing hard, but you got to get that production. You got to get the quarterback off his spot. You got to hurry him up. Um, and we didn't do enough of that. You know, they they got five sacks, and so. You know, that pass rush is better than our pass rush. And anytime that happens, you're going to, you know, you're going to see a lot more holding calls um, put on the team that, that um, in our case, that, that struggles to, 
you know, protect the quarterback as, as much as we needed to do, giving up giving up five sacks. But I thought the officiating was okay there at the beginning uh, with some of the PI calls, even though the the one call on the overthrow PI I thought was uncatchable. But I thought at the beginning I was like, oh, you know, this officiating crew ain't that bad. But then as the time went along and the game went along, I was like, man, this officiating crew is trash. Um, but if you're Tennessee, you can't just look at the officiating and, and blame them. Yes, you know, the third down spot was bad. Um, yes, there was some misholding here and there. Um, but at the same time, you didn't you didn't play well enough to win. So you got to look at yourself too. All right, Jay, thanks. I mean, uh, Rusty, thanks so much for the phone call. Uh, let's go to – is this Brandon B? Yep. Brandon B. Good morning, Brandon B. Hey, man, how y'all doing? Man, we wonderful, man. Thank you for calling, man. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. I, I usually uh, stick to the text box, but decided to give a call in today. Um, so, I'm probably one of the only ones that feel this way, but I'm not ready to give up on Milton yet. Um, okay. I feel like when he's in, I know he has the biggest arm. I just feel like Hyper runs four vert every single time, and when you throw that, that vertical route, the deep ball, the completion percentage goes down. The rate goes down. And Dramatically. I knew he has the biggest arm, and it's just like we try to push the ball so much with him instead of letting him get in the rhythm. Um, so I feel like we kind of tinkered the play call into how we did with Hooker because, I mean, he I don't think he can throw the deep ball um, that well either. If you look at him, I, I think he threw one out of bounds. Uh, I forgot what receiver it was when he, he, he tried to throw the go ride. It, it, it out, uh, out of bounds. Um, so I just feel like Milk got a bad shake just from him transferring in and all the hype. A lot of people are, you know, they're looking at his deep balls and him overthrowing it. And it's like, he's not it. But I mean, you look at Hooker, uh, nobody's talking about his turnovers. He had two bad turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that he is the better runner. Um, he looked good running. He, he moved the chains with his feet a lot. Um, but the throws he made, I feel like. Milton can make those throws like the, the screen pass that Callaway took to the house. Milton can make that play. So I feel like if we maybe not throw so many deep balls with Milton, you know, and uh, maybe do some RPOs with a slant. I haven't seen a slant. I don't know if we were running or not, but I haven't seen one caught or for a completion or anything. But uh, I just feel like with, with Hooker, we, we might be a little bit limited. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, it feels like Milton only gets – bubble screens or screens to the receivers and go routes and you know how 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 would he do if you gave him more routes more routes of the route tree uh more curls more digs more you know shallow crosses things like that um now Hendon is a better runner um than 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 Milton so you know I'm sure the play designs and the play selection reflect that you know he's better in space, running the football. You feel better about him um, making him an extension of the running game probably as opposed to, to Milton, even though Milton did have, you know, a couple, um, you know, quarterback draws. I mean, both guys did a good job on the quarterback draw. Um, picked yeah. up big yards. I think, like, I'm not ready to throw Milton away. Like, I agree with you on that. But I'm thinking about this from a team dynamic standpoint. Like, all right, how will the team respond if you go back to someone that, is clearly struggling, but the guy that came in gave you a better chance to win. Like, 
what's going to be the response? Uh, as long as the response is positive, then okay. Like I don't honestly, I don't really care who you go with at quarterback. As long as the team responds and you get the result, uh, I don't want to throw Milton to the side. I don't want to do that. But now you have to do what's fair to the team, and you have to do what's fair to to Hendon. Man, Hook Hendon played well enough, in my opinion, to be the starter this week. That's just me. Yeah, he 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 did play. He did play well. I, I give it to him. Um, he made plays with his feet, but we're not talking about the, the time the turnovers he had either. I, I, oh, we are. Oh, we are talking about the time, turnovers. That's why he was second. <laughs> you know, in the depth chart. Oh, if, he he turned the ball over two Milton, times. Yeah. If Milton threw that pick to end the game like that, the fans would would burn that stadium down. So I feel like people always <laughs> hate the starting quarterback. They want the, the second guy, or in this case, they want Harrison Bailey. But uh, mm-hmm. I just feel like I mean Milton's not turning the ball over. He's just missing some wide open. I mean he did throw some poor passes. So I do see that. Um, I think we'll be fine with either of the quarterbacks. I just hype has to have a different game plan for which way one uh, goes in. Um, but I appreciate y'all time. I hang up. Hey, thank you, Brandon. And maybe maybe you don't have so much of a different game plan. You get maybe closer to having the same. Not I'm not saying I have the identical same plan with Milton and Hooker. But maybe you get closer to doing some of the same things because both can run. One's just a little bit better at running than the other, and one is obviously a better, you know, um, passer than the other. He's just really struggling right now. So um, that's why that's why Heupel was brought here to fix the quarterback situation. And um, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I want to say this about Hooker. Uh, kind of going back to a point, uh, C-Mac had in his phone call mentioning kind of what I said during fall camp is that I thought Milton has the, the big play potential, but I I thought Hooker was, was going to be able to offer more things to the offense more consistently. Mm-hmm. And you, you heard once Milton was the starter, once Milton was named the starter, you kind of heard about Hendon Hooker that, that he just didn't necessarily flash in practice in terms of big play potential, like a Joe Milton. And I, I think they have two different types of, of big play potential. Joe Milton has the big play potential more so with his arm than his legs. He can make plays with his legs. We saw him take off for 54 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so not saying that Milton can't make plays with, with his legs, but I think he's more of a big play guy with his arm than his legs is what I'm trying to say, whereas it's vice versa with Hendon. Hendon's more of a big play guy with his legs rather than his arm. And what goes on throughout fall camp? Well, the quarterback's not live during fall camp. So if, if Hooker's big play potential is, is with his legs, you're not going to see that in practice because he, he's not breaking tackles or making a guy miss uh, to, to scamper for a first down. You, you don't see that from Hendon in practice because he's not live. He, he, can't, he, can't, he literally can't do those things just because of the way practice is set up, whereas Milton can show the big plays with his arm because obviously that, that's still a, a part of practice and, and you, can, you can show that off. So, like, yeah, I, I thought he was steady Eddie as, as well and, and, and maybe lacked the big play potential, but I've kind of reversed my thought on that, Swain, uh, just just seeing the way that he can run around, you can't display that in practice because of the quarterback being untouched and not live. Uh, so I, I do think Hooker has big play potential. It's just with his legs and, and maybe not necessarily his arm. 
I mean, he, he can have big play potential with his arm, too. I, oh, mean, I agree. Because, you know, he's going to have some one-on-one um, opportunities on the outside because he is so good with his legs. There will be guys in the box. Uh, and so there should be enough space to run slant routes when you get a guy, you know, breaking uh, across the DB's eyes. You can get a slant route, hit him on a run, and take that thing to the house. I think there's some big play potential for both quarterbacks just in a different way. I think for, for Hendon, and this is this is for all my practice people that want to make jokes about practice, practice, practice. Hendon did exactly in practice, with, you know, in the game what he's done in practice. He's turned the ball over. That's why he was number two. So the fumble, where you didn't have both hands on the football, uh, if you're going to run, you better protect the ball. You got to tuck it. And if you're not, then you you got to make sure you have enough pocket presence to to know that you can't just have one hand on the on the ball. And then the interception. That is what made Hendon number two was turnovers. There was a stretch there in fall camp where he had threw more turnovers than anybody else. Excuse me, more interceptions than anyone else. And so that came back to bite him in the butt in the pit game. So clear example and evidence that practice matters. Theo Jackson is, you know, a player on the opposite end of it. Everything that he's done in practice is, is what he's doing in the games. He's doing the same exact thing in practice as he's doing in the games. So preparation is everything, you know, everything. We we love up on Peyton Manning. All thing we see is what Peyton does in the games. What we don't see is how well he prepares and how he does everything in the games. He does everything in practice the same way. And so uh, it matters. Practice matters. Um, and it matters to your team. You can't play a guy out there that's stinking up in practice, but then he's playing. That sends a terrible message to the entire football team. So we'll see how Josh Heupel handle, handles uh, things this week because um, it's clear that, that Hendon came in and gave the offense a, a jump, but at the same time, he did turn the football over twice. So Yeah, and, um, and I, I thought overall Hendon, Hendon played well. I thought overall he played well. The the fumble was bad because he was loose with the football, but his offensive line did him no favors. And it, if I recall correctly, it was it was a play action rollout to the far side of the field, and the tackle missed on his block, or or the tight end didn't didn't get off the line of scrimmage. Uh, clean and, and the tight end, I think maybe got jammed at the line, something along those lines. Tight end tackle just did not execute, and all of a sudden there's there's two guys on Hendon, and then at that point Hendon does need to do a better job of of taking care of the football. And like Hendon made that that one glaring mistake, it, it was bad. Uh, allowed the the backside safety to to track his eyes and uh, just did not see him. And it, you just have to be aware of the backside safety in that situation. But I, I thought overall Hendon played well, and he is the guy that I, I personally would, would roll with first against Tennessee Tech. I, I agree with the last caller. I agree with you. I don't think you should throw away Milton because he does does have potential. But the the big arm doesn't matter if you can't connect on the passes, and especially when, when you're missing guys like you did Tillman and uh, you're missing guys running open. I mean, it, it's I'd, I'd rather – Hendon play if that's going to be the case with Joe. Yeah, I don't think we differ on is is I don't think Hendon played well. I thought he played okay. So you 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 hit two touchdowns, but you gave up two two turnovers. So to me, it washes out. And you know your play as a quarterback is you know 
directly linked to your ball security. You handle the football, you're you're counting on with the football, and you got to do a better job of protecting it. I don't care who blocked, who did what. You got to have pocket presence. Um, you got to protect the football. So if you don't, um, for me, that's that's a part of your evaluation. So I said he played okay. Um, two touchdowns, one one throwing, uh, two throwing, excuse me, and uh, 15 for 21. Um, was sacked three times and. Um, you know, had a fumble, had an interception. So I'm saying he played okay, but I do agree with you. I think he played well enough to be the guy starting off against Tennessee Tech. He reminded me of Dobbs. He reminded me of Dobbs. I'm I'm not saying he's going to have a season like Dobbs or have a, a two-year span here at Tennessee because he does have two years to play. He's a redshirt senior this year, but he still has the, the free year of, of COVID eligibility left. Uh, and, and I'm not saying he's going to turn out to be what, what Dobbs was and then go get drafted and, and then be an NFL backup for for several years. But just kind of – Dobbs wasn't the greatest passer, but he, he was good enough. And I, I think that's the case with, with Hendon. And, and then, again, he, he reminds me of, of how he runs around like Dobbs. Uh, tough to bring down, slippery, contorts his body to where he, he doesn't get a, a – take a big hit, makes guys miss. I, I, I thought that that's to me kind of why I feel the way I do about Hooker this morning is because of what he brought in the running game. It, it was it was more than what what Joe brought just because of the, the mm-hmm. elusiveness. And that's that's what I really like. And I think that can be really vital behind an offensive line that isn't going to play perfect football. Yeah. Twenty one attempts, man. Small sample size for me. Uh, I want to see a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, he was 15 for 21, so he wasn't, you know, 70%. terribly inaccurate. Yeah, he ter- wasn't terribly inaccurate, but small sample size. I want to see, you know, I want to see him play more. And, um, you know, if he plays more, he throws the ball more, I think we'll get a, a little better of an understanding. At least for me, I'll get a better understanding of, of where, um, you know, I would compare him to, to, to Dodge. But um, great, great with the ball in his hands in space. I want to create more opportunities to see him do that. So uh, it's going to be important, especially on the road against Florida, because uh, honestly, I ain't thinking about Tennessee Tech this week. Uh, Austin is next. Austin, good morning. Hey, hey, good morning, guys. How are we doing what's, this morning? What's up? What's up, Austin? How you doing, man? Hey, just a couple of quick points. I was at the game Saturday. Uh, I was sitting on the fifty-yard line, about ten rows behind the players. And, Ooh, uh, big money tickets! Hey. <laughs> You know, and uh, <laughs> just looking at these guys, I mean, whenever uh, they would come off the sidelines or come off the field and uh, you would see guys just coaching them up, um, guys getting in each other's face about making mistakes on the field, I thought that was really encouraging to see. Uh, guys like Matthew Butler and Tyler Barron, uh, specifically, I've seen them a bunch of times over there and just getting in guys' faces. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool to see. Uh, just seeing uh, that everyone was kind of bought in, and uh, you never really felt that we was out of the game, even when we was down. Like a couple of callers have said that, even though you know we was down by fourteen, you never really felt we was out of the game. So, uh, but uh, I just want to make a couple quick points. One being, I'm glad that we're using tight ends again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's really good. And uh, two. Uh, you know, how great is it that you do not cover Texas or Florida State this morning? <laughs> Can you even imagine those phone calls coming in? And with that, I'll hang up. Woo! 
Texas got the brakes beat off of them. Forget. The mufflers, the steering wheel, everything, Forget man. Texas. Woo. Forget Texas. I mean, they, they, they got a nice welcome to uh to the, the SEC, but the more embarrassing performance is, is Florida State. I mean, you talk about being impressed week one and then the complete opposite week two. I mean, I watched that that play from Jacksonville State to win it a thousand times and, and just jaw on the floor. How do you allow that to happen? Just baffling to me. Not only are you winning 17-13 over Jacksonville State with, with like a minute left, but then you, you don't even allow like a legitimate Hail Mary. Like he, he just – the Jacksonville State, the Jacksonville State player out-efforted uh, Florida State's DBs on that play. I, I was just in total shock watching that replay a million times. Mm-mm-mm. Example of of a team beating you twice. Notre Dame, you know, you had a chance to beat them. An emotional, uh, you know, loss at the end. Couldn't get off the mat, man. Couldn't flush it. Couldn't flush it. And Notre Dame beat beat Florida State twice, man, because there's no way you lose to to Jacksonville State if you prepare the right way and you've moved on 100%. Um, but my goodness, man, embarrassing. That embarrassing effort from number three right there. That was bad, man. That was bad. That was bad. Were, were you happy for your, uh, for your cocks there? Excuse me, sir. Your uh, your cocks. Were you happy for them? They're not my, they're not my team. They're, they're from your home state. They are. The, the not Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Were, nah, were you happy for them? No. Nope. Why not? I don't care. Don't, I don't care nothing about them. You weren't, you weren't happy for your cocks, huh? No. Nope. Tennessee, my team. I've got one college team. I've got one too. Army baby. Some of y'all got two and three. Some of y'all got two and three, four different teams. I got one team. Uh, me too. Army two and zero, baby. Oh, Army's your one team? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. Let me hit this text box, man. Good luck. You know, I'll say this as, as you kind of find a message to start with on the text box. I, I've been surprised by the by the positivity today. I, I agree with, with the positive, uh, thoughtful, level-headed takes for sure. I just I, I didn't expect this much positivity, to be honest with you. Um, I did not see Jacksonville, Jackson, Jackson State, excuse me, and um, TSU. I wanted to see it, but I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, DSG Vol says receiver got open all game on experienced DBs. If I'm not mistaken, that secondary was upperclassmen. Yeah, for sure, man. The um, secondary uh, from Pitt was gonna get up in your face and do and do and be physical and. Man, I thought Tennessee receivers on the outside did a good job of getting getting open. And um, Walkman44 says, great show, guys. Love the honesty. We are not happy. But we are realistic and see the, a lot of positive GPO. Um, CJ Vall says, the culture is not being questioned by anyone that I, that I know of. The team would have destroyed, would have been destroyed if Pitt had been the coach. Milton was very engaged with Hooker. I did pick up on that. It was refreshing to see. Uh, West Tennessee Vall says, uh, whoever's on the phone speaking on culture, preach. The camaraderie is there, and it's great. Um, GBO Vols 94 says, a couple hat tips after a tough loss. Number one, the Pitt fans, from my standpoint, were pretty good people. Pretty cool to see Pickett give his gloves to a young Tennessee fan when leaving the stadium. Oh, that's classic. If I was a kid, I would throw him in the trash. Um, no, you wouldn't. Yes, I would have. 
but a classic on, on, on Pickett for sure. I was very impressed by him. He, he's definitely an NFL oh, quarterback. Yeah. A caller earlier yeah. said, don't know if <laughs> it's playing a ton on Sunday, but he's going to be on the sideline. I was very yep. impressed. Yep, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, uh, NC Voss says, what's your take on these comments from a 247 guy? So, Ben, you be quiet. I got it. Uh, when asked whether Hooker or Milton should be Tennessee star moving forward, 247's but Elliott had a, a fairly direct answer. Hooker easily, Elliott wrote. Milton has a skill set that gets the coaches fired. Huge arm, built like Cam New, but not accurate or on time ever. Great show, guys. Oh, that ain't that bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with Hooker I, right now. I agreed with him. Yeah, I'll go with Hooker right now. Uh, let's see here. I did see Milton support Hooker on the sideline. Uh, Voss Strong says, seems like Hooker's job to lose. I do agree there. Um, Tennessee has pass catching tight ends now. Yes, I mean, they, they have had pass catching tight ends. They just didn't use them before. Um, Alex says, there's no such thing as gamers. Very rare. It's very rare. You, very rare you hear gamers. Um, what you do in practice is normally what you do in the games. Uh, Vol Strong says, I really like what you said about practice. Amen. Well, because it's true. It's just true. It's just true. So that's, that's, how, that's how I believe in doing this show. And don't matter how many new opportunities I get, I ain't changing. Fair is fair. Truth is truth. And that's, that's how I feel. I f- that's what I'm going to say. Simple as that. You can't look at a guy like Theo Jackson and go, oh, well, maybe. He's a gamer. No, he ain't a gamer. He's been doing that. He's been doing that. He's been preparing. He's been carrying himself like a pro. That's why he's playing like a pro right now. You don't, you don't flip it on and off like a light switch. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. It's off or on. And guys that are off, they ain't playing. They ain't making any plays. That's the way it works. Uh, CJ Vall says Callaway's going to be a good one, no doubt. Yeah, I like, I like, I like, I like um, Callaway. Angela, no, I didn't. I don't know anything about Brian Mal tweeting. I haven't been on Twitter. I damn sure he said that the truth will come out eventually. I don't care. Um, yeah, I don't care. Jameson says, uh, Swain, can you come in on receiver splits while they're so wide all the time? Seems like I would limit your routes to inside routes along with making the defense job easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, so running plays, you know, it, it allows the offense to stretch the safeties out and potentially uh, give the running backs some more running lanes. But passing game, you're basically – letting it be known that you're not going to run a slant. You're not going to run any type of digs. I did notice the splits being very, very wide. Um, wide splits can be a good thing, too, when you run, the, run those quick raise up and throw throw it to the receiver on the outside because now pursuit has longer uh, to get to the football. Um, but, yeah, I did notice that. And um, if, you're not, if you're not running any slants, I mean, I guess you'll need to have – I guess if you're not running – any other routes besides what you're running, I guess you don't have to re- really worry about the defense um, keying in on your splits. But I did notice the very wide splits. Uh, Connor from Georgia, did y'all notice that the tempo was much slower with Hendon in the game? No, the, the tempo was slower because the defense was being put in really bad situations. And I think Heupel and company realized that and slowed the tempo. I think Hendon, if, if he plays starting the game, 
I think the tempo will be fast like it was with Milton. But I think defense needed some time, man. They need some time. We we put them in some really bad spots. So Charles says, did we? So have we gave up on Bailey? No, we haven't gave up on Bailey. You don't give up. You don't give up on any anybody in the quarterback room. But again, you you prove yourself consistently, and then you get an opportunity. You don't get an opportunity until you do that. So there's no giving up on anybody. Did anybody give up on on? Um, Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. It's, it's time to go, huh? I will make this one last point. But it's a good thing that nobody gave up on Theo Jackson early in his career, right? And I, I, w- I was one that did give up on Theo. I'll be yeah, the hit first that, one. Hit that up. music for me a little bit. Yeah, turn that off. If you don't mind, Ben. We're not leaving? Well, we are, but it's, it was loud. Um, But it's a good thing that, that no one gave up on Theo Jackson. I mean, as a second-year player, right? Because look what he is right now. He's Tennessee's best player, and he's playing like an all-SEC safety or I, secondary player. I gave so. up on him. I, I I was never high on Theo Jackson until these first two games. I'll, I'll be the first to admit me being wrong on Theo. Now, granted, he, 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 now granted he didn't do anything to inspire confidence until this year, but uh, kudos to him for his offseason. He, he had a tremendous offseason, and it is paying off because that was my comment during the game. You made it earlier, Swain. He made some money these first two weeks of the season. He reminds me of this, the season that he has begun to have reminds me of the season Nigel Warrior had. Yeah, Sean Galden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making plays in the run game, making plays in, you know, on, on, um, in the past. So a uh, lot to clean up, a lot to clean up um, for, for Tennessee, for sure. 13 penalties, 134 in penalty yards. That's basically a touchdown you're giving up right there. Uh, mental mistakes. Got to clean up the passing game. Uh, you know, got to get guys healthy. You know, got got to get you in the training room. Got to live in the training room. If you ain't in class and practice, you better be in the training room getting treatment. Good to get Byron Young back. Uh, we'll have an update on some of the injured players that either did not play or uh, got hurt during the game and could not finish. So uh, check out check out uh, Ben McKee, VolQuest over there. They'll have all the latest. Uh, for Ben McKee and Jason Swain, we're live here at Beatty Chevrolet. And I hope to hear you back here tomorrow, 7 a.m. Peace and love. We are out. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue.